Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey everyone, welcome to Right on Radio. My name is Jeff. If it's your first time here, you're in for a treat because this show is going to be very, very revealing. And I'll just tell you at the front end of this video that uh, the purpose of this video is not to condemn or to endorse anything, but I believe you're going to learn some key discernment in this particular video. And today we're going to be talking about the word. We're going to be talking about numerology. And we're going to be talking about gematria as it kind of bridges the two together. But is gematria good or is it evil? Well, I think you're going to see some examples of both today, and I'll let you decide what is good and what is not. But I do believe you're going to see some examples of both. And this show might be a little bit longer. Um, and I want to preface the show in saying that a couple weeks ago, God was talking to me while I was doing some research. And, you know, I have to research some occultic stuff. I, I don't like to do it. But, you know, I like to spend my time in the Word of God. But at the same time, there, you know, Right On Radio has a little bit of a niche because of, you know, some of the history of the show and some of my understanding, which is growing in it. I am not an expert in the occult. I'm not an expert in Kabbalah. In fact, I, I'm the furthest from that. However, what God instructed me to do was to not research to find out necessarily how magic works, but why it works. So not how it works, but why it works. And when I started doing that, I started realizing that all this stuff goes back and it points to God. Now, I will tell you with this particular show that the Lord has put a heavy burden on my heart to do this show. Uh, this isn't one I necessarily want to do because I'm probably not qualified to do it. The Lord has given me a bunch of pieces that I'm going to put together and I have them organized somewhat, but I'm really trusting the Lord to come through in this. In fact, I'm going to be bold to say, I want you to listen to what the Lord has to tell you today. As I'm saying this, you know, right before I hit the record button, I almost feel like I'm going to faint. I'm sitting down right now. But you know that feeling that comes on before you go to faint? I have that right now. And so I'm just surrendering myself and I'm praying 
that his message will come across even through this sin vessel that uh, is speaking to you today. Um, before I get started, there's a couple quick announcements. Right after this program, uh, it airs at 7 o'clock, which is our normal time on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Right after the program ends, I will do a Telegram chat question question and answer uh, period for those of you who want to participate. Many people have been asking for me to do a Q&A, especially after the uh, weekend that I had down in Texas. And so I will do that immediately after the show. And instead of doing it on the chat channel like I normally do, I'm going to do it on the Right On Radio main channel. So if you're not on Telegram, the descriptions, uh, the cha channels are actually in the uh, description uh, box below, but it will be the one that is just simply named Right On Radio. We also have a Digs channel where people can post Digs or Intel. It's Wild West. Um, and then we curate news up to the Right On Radio main channel. Uh, we also have a chat channel, which is meant to edify one another and to build community. Uh, we have a prayer channel as well that many of you may not see because it is private. And we did it because it's the one channel that is really, really protected. Okay. Uh, we don't take prayer lightly here at Right On Radio. So if you want to join our prayer channel and adhere by the rules, uh, which is, it's for prayer. That's it. <laughs> it's for prayer. Um, and prayer requests, obviously. If you want to join that, you need to ask an admin to send you an invite link. And you can actually join the prayer channel uh, by going to an invite link. Uh, now, speaking of prayer, we do hold prayer twice a week. It's on Wednesday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on Telegram, uh, right on Radio Main Channel, and on the same channel Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And all are welcome to join that. You don't need an admin's permission. And if you do want to join it, I really say you should. And you don't even have to say anything out loud, but if it is on your heart, uh, I do suggest you get there right at the start because they lay out the foundation and how it works. And again, we do take prayer pretty seriously. We don't want the, we want to keep the flow going, especially as the Holy Spirit does join us and sometimes very, very powerfully. So having said that, um, the last thing I want to, announce, well, two more things, sorry. The first one is in the live chat, if you're watching this on YouTube, stop chatting for just one second and listen to me. Normally in chat, uh, people talk about their circumstances and we build community and that's all good and you're allowed to do that. Of course you are. But for tonight's show, I'm just going to ask that you pay a little bit closer attention. And when I drop something in this, when something comes through me, that is going to be a truth that really resonates because there's going to be several of them in this particular broadcast. 
just kind of repeat those few words and it's going to help others to remember or to pick up on the key teachable points because the Holy Spirit is going to teach you something today. I'm very seldom bold enough to make those statements. So please pay attention to that. Um, the last thing I want to mention to you is uh, it's about my Liberty Stand. Uh, we also do it by Switch Away. It's the same thing, folks. I'm going back to saying my Liberty Stand because really it is my Liberty Stand. I'm standing for freedom. And, you know, a lot of people are thinking, well, I don't want to take the time right now because it's before Christmas. or and And even some of you, have put your name in and you weren't contacted. And there was a period when we were switching our backend software and some got lost. Well, I, I'm sorry. We're, we're doing our best. To, and I'm actually found a way to catch some of those. So some of you are going to get contacted. But if you haven't been contacted or you haven't contacted us, there's going to be some really big announcements in January, like right into the very, like first week of the new year. And you want to be part of it, folks, particularly if you're in North America, you want to be part of this. Don't hesitate. Go to mylibertystand.com and someone will contact you. Maybe even me. I'm doing more of these phone calls now than I ever have. So, all right, let's start the show. 10 minute intro. Sorry. <laughs> I want to build, I have to build a foundation for what you're about to hear because what you're going to hear is going to rock the boats of many, many people. So, during this broadcast, you know, when Peter went to walk on the water, he was fine. The waves didn't bother him. <laughs> the fact that you sink in water didn't bother him because he had his eyes on Jesus. When he took his eyes off of Jesus, he saw all the bad stuff and he sank. So keep your eyes on Jesus in this. Don't focus on the bad stuff. And you're going to get through this. Again, with this particular uh, broadcast, I'm not talking about anyone. I'm not coming against anyone. God is the actual one who can judge. We can learn to discern and we can judge people by, or judge works. We can judge sin. Certainly, and we can come against that. However, I made a statement on Telegram, I believe it was on Monday, and it was just a general statement, but it's important. So hear my heart in this. Everyone, every one of us that is having our eyes opened up to finally see truths, is going through it at a different pace. And God allows that. God will allow you to fall into deception at certain periods of time. The key is, God, if you are, if you belong to God, God will pull you out of it. 
and you will have learned because someone can tell you something, but until you experience it, you don't really know it. You can read all kinds of books on how to do a job. They put you their first day in the office. All those books don't mean anything. Where do you start? You don't know. You have to do it. Someone has to do it with you. So God permits these things because God knows how you learn. So today we're talking about words. We're talking about numbers. And we're going to talk about the combination thereof. And I've got about... 30 minutes of video to play to you in this, plus my commentary. And it's all important. Stay right to the end because there's some very significant truths that are going to come out in this. And I'm going to, the third video I'm going to show you is going to be a modern example from our movement. And I think you're going to really learn from that, but you need the foundational stuff beforehand. So when I was doing some preparation and some study, well, before I get to the videos, actually, let me start with this. Uh, just give me a second to find my mouse. I want to speak on the word first. So one of the most telling descriptions of the word comes from the book of John. In the beginning was the word, and the word was in God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Jesus is the Word, and the Word is alive. Not only did God inv invent the word, our language, our language, our original language, because I got a revelation this morning that's, <laughs> I'll get to it in just two seconds. He invented the original language, was which was ancient Hebrew, pre-Canaanite Hebrew. And in that language, is numbers because the 22 symbolic letters that are in the alphabet each have a number assigned to them. So God invented language and he invented numbers. So are language and numbers evil? God did not create them to be evil. 
He did create the devil, though. And the devil has inverted everything. Because that's what he does. He cannot create. So he has to try to use God's creation against him. You're going to see how that works. So just a couple more quick verses about the word and the power of the word. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and the joints and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. As we get into the gematria stuff, Remember those words. It can cut into the soul, the spirit, even into your bones. And it is a discerner. In other words, it tells you the intention of someone's heart. But faith also cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, and for righteousness. So we know the word of God is obviously a good place to go to. Um, Let's go to an Old Testament. Jeremiah 15, verse 16. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. We're meant to to consume them, to bring, to eat, to make it the very substance of our life. And thy word unto me, the joy and rejoicing of mine heart, for I am called by thy name. O Lord, God of hosts. James 1.22, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So we have to do the word. Last one for the power of God's word. First uh, Peter 1 verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So that's power behind the word. And listen, just remember, the word is so powerful. It spoke creation. It was spoken word by the living word of God. Have you ever been hurt by something someone says? Christian, non-Christian, doesn't matter. 
you know, if someone says something about your physical appearance or something about, you know, you're stupid or something like that, you know how that can damage you for years because spoken word from anyone is so powerful and you're going to learn a lot about it and you're going to learn how it fits into the esoteric knowledge as well in this. The word can cut you and those wounds don't heal fast folks. They can, but normally, you know, you could have something that was said to you as a young child and it changed the course of your life. And only by the manifestation of God's spirit in you, can you be healed by that? I know I have psychologist friends. Well, <laughs> my friend Carolyn will always point you to the word of God. That's her specialty in psychology. But psychologists normally can't help you. <clears throat> Maybe they can help a little bit, put a Band-Aid on it. But words are powerful. And let me just read Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than two edges sword. Oh, I'm sorry, I already read that one. Um, this is the one I wanted. Matthew 26, 52 to 54. Then Jesus said to him, put your sword back in its place. For all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will at once send me more than 12 legions of angels? But how then should scriptures be fulfilled? That it must be so. <clears throat> By the way, for you witchy people who are uh, watching this and going to try to do something, take heed of that scripture. Now, I'm not Jesus, but the Holy Spirit lives in me, and I can assure you that I'm protected by the Father by the word of God and by this Holy Ghost. And I don't want to see you get hurt. You're casting spells. It's going to bounce back on you. So I urge you not to do that. All right. So that lays a foundation I'm going to play a few minutes of a video, and this is a uh, oh, actually, the I'll get into the Gematria stuff in a moment. No, I'm going to do Gematria first. Sorry, I got to change my uh, order of my videos, and oh, oh, this is fun. This is fun. Listen to this. You know, Gematria, there's this Gematria calculator and people put in things and then there's, you know, the uh, the Hebrew Gematria, English Gematria, and simple Gematria. And so I put 
what does the word gematria mean into the gematria calculator? <laughs> Woo, this is a bit revealing. So the first one, that, so it's in Jewish, it's 233. In English, it's 444. And in simple, it's 74. So the very first one that comes up when I search it in, well, in Jewish gematria, which is what I'm looking to, because Jewish is the original language. By the way, I told you I got a revelation. I'm going to read the results in just one second, but listen to this. God created the ancient Hebrew language. He created the original language. And if you look at it, like even Trey Smith, he put out great video and he just did in the beginning was God, you know, and you know, the very first sentence of the Bible. And then he looked at the numerology and the, and the letters from the ancient Hebrew. And it basically brings you right from the creation, right to the cross, the entire old Testament, the first sentence of the Bible. So it's deep. It's deep. But what the revelation was to me this morning was man created the English language. And in fact, the English language was really being formed kind of around three to 500, the third to fifth century. And, uh, and it was growing and growing. But then it was actually in the Renaissance period, about the 1500s sort of thing, when people started reflecting back and looking at the art and the original scriptures that they brought out English. You see, God designed the original language. Man designed the English language, and it's become the uh, language of commerce around the world. It has, uh, and by the way, I think you're going to discover that part of the English language was designed around gematria and numerology. Um, don't take my word on that. I'm not an expert. But I think if you search that out, you'll find at least some truth in that. I can't say I have a whole clear picture, but it did come to me. Okay, back to searching Gematria in the Gematria calculator. First one, Messiah. Oh, that's good, right? Gematria means Messiah. What's the number two? Luck. <laughs> Maybe it's the Messiah of luck. I don't know. Kind of vague. Horse. Lucia. Do it. Cue. Center. Hidden indigo child. The word come but spelt C-U-M, frogs, Satana, red light, 
Decode the End, Rocks, Francisca, Astana, Seal of God, Meaning, I Am God. Oh, isn't there a group of people thinking that they're going to become gods? Foolish, <laughs> Forbes, Argent, God Sara, Annihilate, <laughs> A Satan. Interesting study, right? Interesting. All right. So having that background, just gematrying gematria, I found this, uh, and it's called Gematria for Beginners, the art and science behind Jewish numerology. And this is an hour and 12 minutes. This man obviously knows it. He teaches this. Um, and he goes quite into depth. There's like 30 different ways to decode gematria. Uh, we know the English, the simple, and stuff like that. And by the way, the simple, for instance, uh, you know, DJT will speak in simple gematria. He'll look to the left at the uh, the monitor, the teleprompter, and he'll read the teleprompter. He'll look to the right, and he'll read the teleprompter. But when he looks straight out, and you know he's just whimming it, um, when you gematria those phrases, he usually is speaking to us in some kind of code. So there's lots of different ways to use it. But I want you to hear this particular uh, video, just a, just a couple minutes of it. I'm just going to stop when he says a very key phrase. But it's also what I want you to pay attention to is how letters are containers and it's how they're packaged that brings out the power. Gematria for beginners. The art and science behind Jewish numerology. We all know that language and therefore words carry power. We just see that from the fact that uh, it's the key to communication, the communication of our feelings to one another, whether it's from the earliest child childhood formative years, communication of love, also unfortunately the communication of anger. So words carry power. They carry our expression, they carry our intentions, they carry our personality, our, uh, our passion, our emotions, and so on. And words are made up of letters. And very often, um, though we use this tool at our disposal all the time, it's called communicating, speaking, crying, singing, all the different forms of uh, expression of words, whether it's through speaking or also through writing, which is also words. We don't often pay attention to the exact science and art that lies behind these words. So in truth is the discussion of numerology or the Hebrew word gematria, which comes from an from a, um, a Greek geometria, which is geometry. Essentially, it's the study of numbers. But gematria particularly refers to uh, the power, 
and the energy that lies in the numbers that correspond to each letter, which I shall soon explain. But I think it's important to first discuss what letters and words are in general. As I said, though we use words all the time, as I'm doing right now, and we use them hopefully for good purposes, but we also sometimes use them for not for unhealthy purposes, destructive ones, we have to realize that words are energy. Words are energy. As a matter of fact, the word for words in Hebrew, which is a milah, is made up of oisius. Words are made up of letters. Every word is made up of letters. And the word ois in Hebrew comes from the word asa boiker. And the morning has arrived, has risen, the dawn has risen. The morning. Did you catch that? Means the dawn has risen. And the letters are containers. And he goes on when you put those containers in. And it's energy because it was the very breath of God that breathes out life, that breathes out these things. And because we are made in the image of God, when we speak something out, we're putting together all these little packages, these little containers of these individual letters and numbers, and we're putting forth that energy out and we know what the power of word is from the word of God, but also because our words have power. We're made in the image of God. The words in our prayers have extreme power. So he does go on to say that, uh, that it really goes up to the Kabbalah. Okay. I want to, make that clear uh, because the next video I'm going to show you is very interesting as well. And this goes back to uh, the drawing of Da Vinci is shocking, but I believe it was Plato who originally penned the Kabbalah tree. And just for everyone to know, uh, that is what that is listening to this. I'm going to break it down for you just in advance, so you have a a picture of what he is showing you. So the Kabbalah tree. Actually, I have a picture. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm talking about this for audio, but the Kabbalah tree. Uh, you can just put the Kabbalah tree of life into any uh, Google search; it'll come up easily. There's lots of different renderings of it. But the Kabbalah tree of life, when he starts explaining it, he's starting at the very top, figuratively, the top of the uh, page, and then it works its way down to the bottom of the page. And, you know, you might just think when you look at it, because trees grow up, notice they grow up. You plant a seed, it grows up. That's God's way. Well, from this they go the opposite way. I wonder where that comes from. Did you ever just look at the word Kabbalah? Kabbal is in it. I also hear Allah. I don't know. Doesn't sound real Christian-like. Um, 
this one, so I'm going to play this man uh, who's seemingly an expert. He has a whole bunch of videos on this, so I assume he's an expert on Kabbalah, but there's some really interesting things he says. I'm even going to stop it once or twice, uh, but we're going to listen to a few minutes of this. This is a, a real mini presentation today about like this. Uh, the idea is that in in Jewish mystical thought, the tree doesn't start here; the tree starts here. So he's pointing above the top circle on the Kabbalah tree at the top of the page. And these are veils of nothingness. It's quite Taoist. So there's nothing. There's limitless nothing. There's light, but it's not really light yet. And there's limitless light. So there's, there's three veils of nothing that is the ground of being, which is pretty Taoist. And eventually it forms a point, and there's one. The one is the very top circle on the Kabbalah tree. And then it goes to the right side, the left side, and it goes back and forth. Then it's the lightning flash of manifestation. In other words, oh, I left out a... In other words, all of this stuff doesn't exist in the physical world as we know it. That doesn't happen till here. And when he says it doesn't happen, the manifestation doesn't happen until the very bottom of the tree, the uh, 10th point that is there. Not till 10. So in other words, the number symbolism is all about that which is behind what you see. And it comes as a lightning flash is the... Did you catch that? It comes as a lightning flash. Didn't Satan get kicked out of heaven like a bolt of lightning? Is the metaphor. So it goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The six is right in the center. And I should point out that what this represents, the original intent of the drawing of the Kabbalah tree, is this is supposed to be an energetic picture of your soul. It's all about the soul, folks. It's a battle for the soul of your soul. You can see how it traces of lightning bolt and you'll notice there's no sephira here so this is called the abyss because there's something missing the first so there's one two and three and let's just say that lightning bolt or that energy that manifestation that they're trying to conjure up it goes through the one, two, three, and then it has to go through the abyss. I don't think that's from God. 
God's word doesn't have to go through the abyss, does it? First three numbers are on their own. Three. An expression of three. So this ten-pointed figure is actually three and seven. There's also three in the sense that there are three columns, and these are called the three pillars. So this is the pillar of mercy. This is the pillar of equilibrium down the middle. And this is the pillar of severity. They also have names in Hebrew, uh, which are the crown, for obvious reasons, wisdom, understanding. So when he's going through these, the crown is the top, wisdom is number two, understanding is number three. And I should also point out to the columns, he went from right to left, which is obviously the way they write in uh, in Hebrew. So it was mercy, equilibrium, mercy on the right, equilibrium in the middle, pillar, and then uh severity on the left continue mercy severity beauty the number six in the center is beauty huh uh glory well victory splendor foundation and the kingdom the kingdom is us so there's the notion that the kingdom is the is married to the source so this is that it's all did you catch that did you catch that so one is the source 10 is the kingdom and that's where the manifestation happens but he is saying that to get to the kingdom you become married to the source. Is that an inversion completely upside down about us, like of us becoming the bride of Christ? Is that the bride of Satan? It's also threes in this sense. So you have the three that's above the abyss. Then you have the three, four, five, six. Then you have the three, seven, eight, nine, because we're down here. We're like an, an extra appendage, which is that other interesting thing about nine and 10. So it's three and seven, but it's also nine and 10. That, that whole idea that nine is complete, but it's not really complete because you didn't start again, or how 10 is an octave the way eight is an octave. Is this still English? <laughs> you followed that. It's okay. So it's really quite a complex thing which is why the Renaissance crowd got really turned on. Because now they can put their own ideas into this. I mean, the Jewish ideas are beautiful, and they took them and, and did correlations. They didn't really change them. They just correlated them. They made a correspondence. So whereas uh, so Jewish God names are associated with each of these, like Adonai or Elohim, you know, there's various names of God even though in our English translation of the Old Testament, we tend to... He's pointing at the top, Adonai, Elohim is the number one. Wait till you hear one of these names, or a few of them, actually. 
I think there's some clues to where this knowledge comes from. To use God. Um, and so they, they used Christian associations or Greek ones, because, of course, it's the Renaissance. So they're Greek fascinated. So Apollo lives here. Apollo is number six. Because he's the god of unity, and who has the most connection? Six. Six has eight connections to the other parts of the tree. Oh, by the way, these paths are the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, which is seven times three plus one. So you get an octave, right? Notice how it all goes into frequency, light and frequency. So it's three octaves. But Apollo has eight paths connecting to the other Sephira, which is more than anybody else. Eight is infinity, right? Eight is always in motion. And this is, in, in Jewish thought as well as later Renaissance thought, this is the intellect over here. This is the emotions over here. So what are the, what are the uh, Renaissance Greek thinking people do? They put Mercury here. And Venus here. Now, the whole idea that there's something stops here, but something's balanced here, that the whole Hegelian third force that balances the two. So this is the restrictor. In fact, what happens is, see, it's in the pillar of severity, right? So what you get is you get, if you have two things, you've got unbridled, pulsating energy that's out of control and great and wild, now, what are you going to do with it? You got to you got to rein it in. You got to you got you know, a wild horse is great if you can control it because he's got tons of energy, but you got to restrict it. The power of restriction is part of the power of creation. So this is Saturn. Saturn is the great restrictor. I wonder who is represented by Saturn. Folks, do you see? They take the power of God. You got to remember, Satan saw the creation of the earth. Satan saw how it happened. He was there. And so were his millions of fallen angels. They were there. This is some of the hidden knowledge, the esoteric knowledge that was given. Now, I want to play for you this other uh, video, which is the one I almost played by accident. So that, that one we just listened to was called by the name of the person was Robert Spano on Kabbalah numerology. And this one is called uh, What is Forget Forbidden Drawing of Da Vinci Reveals is Shocking. Okay. Now, this is uh, a real... I so you have to bear with me. Uh, most of my audience listens on audio, so I'm going to be reading what is said on the screen 
and uh, I'll go through it as quickly as possible. Um, oh, did I pull the right video? I did not pull the right video. Oh my goodness. This is what happens. Give me one second. I got to get the right video. <laughs> you know, this one is good too. <laughs> really good. It was sent to me. Uh, the same person sent me to forwarded myself the wrong one. So forgive me. Uh, let me pull it up here. Should be this one. Let me just make sure before I forward it to myself. Good morning. No, that's not it. This is live, folks. I don't edit. <laughs> this trick to get gas for a penny is going to get banned. All right, this is the one here. I just want to make sure. This is a, a real mini presentation today about the real Da Vinci Code. Is something that's going to dramatically. Oh my goodness, what is happening here? Oh. My my I really really apologize to you folks. Um I really really do apologize to you. I was sent so many videos and <sighs> this is a, a real mini presentation today about the real how do I keep getting the right the wrong one? Just chat amongst yourself, folks. <laughs> I, I wish I could pause this, but I can't. Um, oh, here it is. Here it is. I have to copy it and send it to my computer folks um there's a whole reason why i'm doing this this is going to be how to discern uh this is going to be the whole key to it All right, that should have gone through and it'll literally just be just a moment now. Just a moment. There it is.
Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, let me share the screen again. So this is on the, uh, it's uh, from the 17th letter, the latest uh, post that was 4966. And the very last word of it was ascension that maybe got some people wondering. So this is what was put up. And this is going to bring it all home, folks. Okay? This is going to bring it all home to you. So I'm going to play this video. It, well, it starts off, um, I'm just going to read it to you because it has a nice song kind of under the background, real pleasant-like. And underneath the song, it has these words with gematria uh, under it. So the very first words are, we are fixing our eyes on glory and fire, 392. I am revealing truth through numbers, 392. Uh, let me stop here for one second. Heavenly Father, if there is apostasy in these words that are going through, I say, Lord, only let your discernment get through. I pray the Holy Spirit for everyone who listens to this broadcast right now that I will not be forwarding any spells, that I will not be forwarding any power of the enemy, Lord, but this is being used to teach your people to discern between good and evil and even evil that comes looking good because even as your word says the devil will come as an angel of light and he's going to actually proclaim to be the messiah he's going to call he's going to call himself your name which is blasphemous lord so, Lord, I pray protection over everyone who hears these words. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The reason I'm doing that is one of the revelations that I had is when they're saying something like, uh, I'm revealing truth through numbers, or we're fixing our eyes on glory and fire, 392. It's almost like, adding that number at the end is an amplifier. Now, it could be good, could be get bad. God created language. God created numbers. God is heavily into numerology. In fact, go back, go and listen. If you're interested in numerology at all, go look at some of Chuck Missler's videos. He's one of the best, That he's probably the best that I've ever seen on understanding the numerology in the Bible. All right, back to the video. I want to uh, be sure to get through this. You're going to see some revealing stuff, folks. Oh, of course, now I get an ad. Three, two, one, go. <laughs>
So it starts off with the actual post. What is in your DNA? Who put it there? Why mankind is repressed? We will be repressed no more. Information is knowledge. Knowledge is power. Information is power. How do you protect your DNA? The war is for your DNA. Protect your DNA. I agree with uh, the war is for your DNA, but actually I think the war is for your soul. That's really the war. And then it has the word ascension. And it says, are you ready, 138? Donald Trump, 138. Get ready, 85. Storm, 85. This is the start start, 195, protect your DNA, 195, something else. I'm not going to rewind. Something amazing. Something amazing, 202, a story for the ages, 202. A moment when heaven touches. A moment when heaven touches earth, 329. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, 329. So you notice how they put something in and then, which isn't really scriptural, but it sounds scriptural. And by the way, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound might be the best song ever. Uh, touches my heart. I know it was written by the Spirit of God, uh, but it isn't actually in the Bible. Here in our hearts, Here in our hearts 184, nothing but love 184, Jesus the Christ. 184. Lord, we are waiting. waiting. 184. Trump returns. 184. For something that's far beyond what we have seen or heard. 544. And then it also says, I am with you. I am the one you seek. And so now it is time. 554. Is that a quote from the Bible? Kind of sounds like it, but. Maybe it's just ascended. Let us start the ascension. So it says, let us start the ascension. Just basically the, the line that he sings is the top one, and then they put something else under it. So it says 287, and then I love the truth. Love, I love the truth. I love Jesus. 287. Let's begin the climb. Let's begin the climb, the ascension. Upon his holy mountain where your glory shines, 549, all the forces of darkness cannot stop what God has ordained, 549. Huh, are those scriptures? Sounds good. Kind of sounds just, I'm getting the suspicion at this point that the God they're talking about in this particular one is the false Messiah that's going to rise. Just my feeling. I, I don't know for sure. Tell me what you think in the comments. Further up, further in, 252, the storm is upon us. 
252. Now, I want you to know that how nice this song sounds. Like, I did a good job writing it, creating it, um, putting the video together. Talented. Probably with the best of intention as well. I don't know. I don't know who did it, really. Uh, well, it's published by Daryl B1231. Um, that's whose channel I'm playing. But I just want to tell you that this is sneaky. It sounds good, but it's not good. Just to be with you again. Just to be with you again, 265. All the world is about to change, 265. Let us start the ascension, 287. You starting to get a clue? It's time for the Lord to come, 287. There is no shelter for evil, 287. Man, that sounds good. We want justice. Three ninety-two. I'm revealing truth through numbers. Three ninety-two. Your name is branded on Three forty-two. True identity of Jesus Christ. Three forty-two. Huh. Remember when I decode with a gematria? Gematria. <laughs> You are the source of all we desire. 333. America's comeback starts now. 333. So it says, let us start the ascension to 87. Yeshua, the creator of the heaven. 287. I'm not going to read every one now as I want to get through this. It's, it's only five minutes long, but uh, you're starting to get the point, I trust. I'll stop it when we get to the good stuff. Up this holy mountain where your glory shines, 549. We already did that line, but we got a new one now. The blood of Jesus Christ lives and breathes in everyone. Does it? I guess there could be an argument made for that. Okay, then it does further up, further in. Christ consciousness. Huh. Is that good? Just to be with you again. Lord Jesus Christ wins. Almost like he's going to come as a savior. Let us Jesus, the Lord of all creation, 287. Thank you. 
run to your light. The event is coming soon. 251. Trumpet sounds. 205. Jesus Christ name above all is the same as let us do the ascension. Jesus, I surrender. 205. Let us begin the climb. 205. Up this holy mountain where your glory shines. 549. Those against Christ will fall by the sword of truth. 549. Let us start 155. So there's a couple of really good verses there. Jesus Christ is King and Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Whatever the number was. But now, you know, it's back to let us start. And it was let us start. The ascension was the beginning of the song. So let us start 155. Jesus strain 155. This is where it becomes very telling. Let us start the ascension to 87. The royal bloodline of Jesus Christ. You know, because according to some, I don't believe this. But according to some, you know, he, him and Mary got married and, you know, they had kids. And there's this royal bloodline of Jesus. I don't believe that. No, I believe the Bible. I believe the word of God. Jesus loves me, 165. Jesus is here right now, 252, further up, further in, 252. Just to be with you again, again, 265. Jesus, I trust in you, 265. The royal bloodline of Jesus, 287. Remember, Jesus loves you, 287. Trust the plan, 174. I am Jesus Christ, 274. A storm is coming. Do you see what I was trying to show you now? Do you understand? Can you now discern the difference 
I really feel that there were many, many messages and you see how all this stuff forms together and the stuff that we're seeing come out now, they call it new age. It's ancient folks. It's ancient. They've taken what God created and they invert it. So I'm not saying that gematria is bad. God created it. He created it for his purposes. But you have to really remember that the people's word will reveal their heart. And remember that when he, when, if you speak with the word and then a number, there's an amplifier on that word. I trust this has been meaningful for you. I do uh, hope that you'll join me on the chat right after this. It'll start, you know, in within five minutes of this video ending. It'll probably go for a little while, depending how many people come. It's not going to be a Jeff show. I'm not going to sit there and talk all night. Uh, I'll take some questions. I'll take some comments. Love to hear from you. So if you want to be, by the way, if you're a troll, we'll, we'll just delete you. Okay, I want to be clear on that. Uh, time is valuable. I'm taking time to do this because I love hearing from you and being with you and community and chatting with you. So uh, please do join us on the chat. And remember, um, something big is coming in January for mylibertystand.com. So just go to mylibertystand.com. Put your name in. It's not, we're not adding you to a mailing list. You're not going to be spammed. Uh, just one person will contact you. Go to mylibertystand.com. And uh, thanks to everyone for being here. You know, God really, really loves you. He loves each and every one of you, even those who don't know him intimately yet. God, the creator, the one who wrote the Bible and kept the book together wants to have a relationship with you. And if you choose to investigate, if you knock on that door, Jesus promises to open it up. And if you have lots of questions about all these other books that are apparently hidden and, you know, all that, I'm telling you, once the Holy Spirit comes into you, the Holy Spirit will show you that his word is complete. And there's so much in just the Bible, just that word of God that's there. As I said earlier with the Trey Smith, he did the, you know, the Hebrew and the numbers and just the very first sentence of the Bible brings you the entire Old Testament, which is two thirds of the entire Bible, maybe even greater than that. It's a huge amount of text, the deepness and richness. You don't need the other books. Are they interesting? I find Enoch interesting. You know who else finds Enoch interesting? The occult. I want, I think they use it, actually. Not saying you can't read it. You should. It's worthwhile. But it isn't in the Word of God. 
knock on that door. Seek Jesus with a sincere heart. Sincere. Not to, I want to just call, call on your name so uh, no, you won't answer and then I can forever hold it against God because some people have that in their heart. But with a sincere heart, he will answer the door. He promises to. And literally billions of people know this. Just approach him with a sincere heart and a real longing to understand. God, the creator, will reveal himself to you. And then you can invite him into your life. So in the meantime, I'll see you in the chat in a few minutes. But remember, love your God. Love your family, as difficult as that can be sometimes. <laughs> love your neighbor as yourself. And make a difference in your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.